Yo, what is up, Power Player Podcast? I'm your host, Cody Askins. We are back for another episode. We've been dropping them like crazy, by the way. When we drop, drop them like crazy, I want to also find crazy freaking people that I love hanging out with in the space, which brings back from Arturo Johnson Consulting. Please welcome back to the channel and the podcast. The dude's an OG, a marketer, a freak, not a great top golfer. Please welcome Arturo Johnson. Yeah, definitely um, staying in my lane. Top golf is not my thing, but... Uh, you know all things digital marketing for sure and it's it's good to be back man i haven't um seen you since you were at the mastermind here in nashville uh, how how was that for you by the way oh my gosh dude like freaking amazing um you have great community cook awesome people like you had some real heavy hitters hanging out together like sharing ideas it was special like i, I love being able to be a part of that so thank you for bringing me out bro yeah for sure man it's always good to have um you know some high level people there, you know, we got you, Hamadi, um, John Wetmore, Branding, yep. right? Some really smart people, Mendenhall, like some people you probably hadn't seen or talked to in a while. So, you know, Dude, it's good to, so, to, so to get together and, and have a good time. You know what I mean? And, and like, actually like, you know, we all work hard, but then sometimes we get to, to play hard too. And that was one of those scenarios where, we, you know, we got to, to learn a lot. We yep. dug in, you were dropping some straight fire. Thanks, Dude, man. at one point, you like, am I good? Can I keep? I was like, bro, keep going, bro. You you were making it rain, and then, you know, go and do top golf, and you know, obviously going to the southern and eating good. That's it. Phenomenal. One of those bone in ribeyes, bro. Let's go, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go back. I'm on my way. Right. I'm on my way. Um, well, dude, I, I really, I've had, we've had you on a few times. Like you always spit some gold. Everybody loves when they get to see and hang out with you. You're spending a ton of money online. You're branding. You know, people, people um, know who you are, right? For the most part, or if they don't. You freaking should, okay? Um, and I feel like one of the things that you help people with is finding people who are ready to buy now. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that um, a lot of times uh, when you're transitioning from face-to-face -to, -face to, to online, there's a kind of a, a mindset shift that you have to make. So um, typically, you know, the traditional way is just get a lot of phone numbers, get a lot of addresses, get a lot of contacts, and then just kind of spray and pray and like do a ton of different things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that strategy works um, just because of the, the proximity aspect. Like you're able to, to look people in the eye, you're able to look at their tonality and cadence, you're able to influence people when you're in the same room with them, which is why uh, selling from stage works so well, right? Everybody wants to do what everybody's doing and nobody wants to do what nobody's doing. And when you're able to sit on the same side of the table with folks, you know, it's easier to kind of influence them. But the challenge with that is the volume, right? Trying to exponentially scale to, to double and triple your business means you got to work two or three times as hard or True. you got to work smarter instead of harder, meaning you got to leverage AI. And so, that's kind of what I've been preaching lately. I don't know if anybody's seen any of the stuff online, but you know, the name of the game now is speed to lead. So for the life insurance agent that seeing their lead spin costs rise and their return lower, um, they think it's the lead vendor. They think that it's um, the leads are bad, right? Or the source is wrong, but yeah. it's speed to lead. The thing that they're missing is, is, you know, AI won't replace life insurance agent Shout out to Alex Branding because this was one of the nuggets that he dropped. AI won't replace life insurance agent, but the agent using AI will. And yeah. the reason why that's important is because speed to lead counts. So agent A, that's still doing it the old school way, 
buys leads, gets them off of CRM or whatever. And then they either got to drive to the house or they're uh, trying to prospect using the phone. And those all of that time has been um, as a buffer between when they actually got the lead, when they filled out the form and then when, the, when contact is made, as opposed to the new school agent that's leveraging AI, getting an instant text is going into a Google sheet. They've already called them. They've booked them and uh, sometimes they've even been sold and you wonder why, you know, people aren't picking up the phone or answering the doors because they are, they're already someone else's customers. And so what you want to do is you want to try to compress time. And the, the most impressive thing, there's two impressive things about doing things online. The first one is, is how fast you can compress time. And so most agents can probably prospect and maybe if they're really good and dedicated and disciplined, talk to about a thousand people in a week well you can do that in one day online you know advertising can can actually do five ten times that in one day so that's why you're starting to see these crazy numbers where agents are putting up in um and and one month uh what most agents are doing in a year and so um that's the first one and then um i think the second one is you you know you can outpace the no-show ratio right so you can book your calendar so packed that you don't have to drive that you can do 20 appointments in a day and get a 75% no-show rate and still write 40K in a month. Yes. Right. Because what happens is, is you have so many people hopping on, on, uh, on your calendar, 50% of them no-show, right, out of 20. So you talk to 10 and then maybe, you know, five of them is actually like a sit and then you sell two or three. Well, you know, selling one to three policies a day will get you right where you need to get to get to that um, in a month. And the magic number is about 100 appointments a week is what you need in order to do that. Um, wow. and, and, and so then on, on top of that, even on a deeper level, uh, one thing that I did discover about doing things online is your, your costs are fixed. Mm -hmm. Now agents are able to run a real business, right? Because Agent A, doing it the old school way, Guess what? He's got his credit card over here for these leads. He got a QR code for 20% off over here. He's got his bank hooked up to this, this, um, these mailers, right? Or this mortgage protection vendor. 500, 1,000, 1,500 is coming out of everywhere. And there's only two ways to, to really grow your profit in a business, right? It's either decreasing your expenses or increasing your profits, right? Yes. And uh, increasing your prices, excuse me. And so if you're a life insurance agent, you can't, you, you can't really dictate the price of the insurance. So you can't do that. So the only other way is to increase your closing ratio or decrease your costs. Well, if you don't know how much you're spending every single month because it's unpredictable because your card is all across town, then it makes it impossible. But online, once you crack the code, you know I'm spending 8 to 10K every single month. You have a fixed expense. Now you can start to project how much you're going to make and how much you're going to make next month and, and doubling in. And I think most agents really don't know, you know, what their expenses are. So it makes it really hard to even feel like you're getting somewhere and they feel like they're treading water. True. Yeah. You also mentioned a hundred appointments a week a second ago. Did I hear that right? That's 100% correct. Yeah. Talk through me through that piece. Cause some agents are going to be like, how is it even possible? I yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, what's funny that, uh, the, the cool thing about numbers is there's these trends, right? These ratios that kind of come up where the percentages are just like regression to the mean. So things are likely to happen with large numbers. So 
Um, and it's and it's still relative to to being in the field because I uh, I remember John Wetmore came and um, he spoke and he said that when he was doing it in the field it was thirty appointments a week. You would sit with probably like fifteen and make twelve sales. Mm. And so uh, online, right to to make sure that you still get to twelve, the no show rate is going to be higher, like fifty sixty percent. But you combat that by having more appointments every single day. So when you do 100, that's the magic number, it still allows you to get the same throughput. And, and so you're like, man, well, 100, that's, that seems like a lot. Yeah, well, you still have to factor in. You don't have to focus gas, right? Car time in the car, sitting in traffic, getting all the way there and nobody being there, getting porched and no show. And so that allows you to sit at your desk and run through appointments you know, 20, 20 a day and be able to be as efficient as possible. So how do you get 100 appointments um, a week? Well, the first thing you need to do is, number one, you need to have a specific group of people that you're focusing on, right? You need to understand what problems they have and have a solution for them. And the easiest way to, to do that is, one, you need to look at things that you've done before. Like, what are the skills, the knowledge, um, and the trades that you already have? A lot of times, the most successful people that um, are able to provide a solution is because they used to be in that other person's shoes, right? So step one is picking a niche, right? So for myself, right, being an agent frustrated with leadership, lack of a system and predictability, that's where I went to make sure that any other agent that came in, they were never in Arturo's shoes to not know how to get customers. It's crazy to think that you can grow a business and you don't know where your next sale is going to come from, right? True. That's not really a business. And so no. if you don't have a client acquisition system, you don't have a business, right? So that's step one, right? The, the next step is you need to have a system to be able to, to set appointments um, and to make sales. And a lot of times agents, they never get out of step one, which is they hop from lead vendor to lead vendor to lead vendor. And that's just the first run, which is leads is just the, it's the lifeblood of the business, but it's still the ground level. It's the, the foundation. Yeah. The next thing you got to do is you got to book some appointments to have opportunity to make sales. So then after you, um, you know, book appointments, then the next thing you, knew, you need to do is you need to get good at closing. The number one expense in your business, I said this before, isn't leads. It isn't business overhead. It's lost sales. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the way, life insurance agents have um, still using the same process that worked 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and then try to translate to on, that to online. And that's where the sales are getting missed. And then um, the third piece is, you know, knowing your numbers. I can mm -hmm. tell you, I've talked to hundreds of agents every single week and they don't know their numbers. And one of the components is what I said before, which is, is they don't know what their expenses are. Right. True. So, um, so, going online it gives you a sense of predictability that you can factor in everything that can kind of go wrong um and put in a little bit of a buffer in there to make sure that you still hit your numbers so back to the 100 appointments a week so mm -hmm. the, the smart agent that has mastered and have a system that generates a ton of leads for them they do three things the first thing they do is they make sure they spend enough to be too busy to fail right so if you're not if you want to get to, let's say, 100 grand a month, right, you need to be willing to spend 20% of that, right? It's the back of the napkin math, right? 
you need to already come into the process that you're willing to commit 20K to make 100. Does that make sense? Because yes. the first starts with the mindset. If you're not willing to spend that, right, then it's, it's never going to happen. I know you for yourself, you spend a ton of money on marketing, right? Yeah, um, just right? a little bit. Right. So, you know, most people want change, but they're only willing to invest a little piece of change. And that's not going to get you anywhere. That's really strong advice, man. I love that you mentioned that because there's so many people that, yes, they struggle with like there's a mental block and spending money is like the last thing they think they're going to need to do or have to do or they're hoping it's the last thing they have to like pull out of the bag of tricks, you know. Um, dude, a lot of times it's one of the I mean, it's the fastest way to solve problems, to get a business rolling. Um, but why do we have that like? Is it just like that we're, we grew up as kids and we just have this like, there's this like societal thing going on where we're just like scared to spend it or we're hoarding it because we're afraid we're going to lose it or like what's going on there? Yeah, that's, it's funny you say that because <laughs> it's like most people have the most resistant when it comes time to pay. Like when it comes time, to, they're all in until yeah. it comes time to invest. And it's just because, you know, we look at things differently, right? Like the, like you, most agents only look at their ROI but they never look at the COI, right? They look mm. at the return. Well, the first piece I always mention to agents is as well, the only way to get a return is to first invest, right? You have to get, put some skin in the game. You have to assume some risk in order to get a return, number one. And then two, you have to look at the COI, which is the cost of inaction. How much mm. is this costing you not doing it, right? So agent A wants to make 20K a month. And they're making 10 right now. And the system that they're doing, they're getting maybe a 1.5 to a 2x return on their investment. And they're spending all their time on the phone and they're working really hard just to break even or make a little bit. Well, you're, you're making 10, but not having the right system is costing you 10K a month. So in a year, you're losing 120,000 bucks not having it. So, if you could get a predictable system that would, one, give you back your time, right, and allow you to scale your business predictably, right, and it costs you 5 10 like, you take that every time. If somebody told me they, every time I gave them a dollar, they, they, uh, I gave them a dollar, they give me back 10 you want to take that every single time. Yeah. So it's all, it's all in how you look at things. And then the second thing is, is you have to be willing to go all in, right? The, the most successful people, right, do the most activity and take the biggest risk. You have to go all in on yourself and, and be willing to be wrong and to fail, but also be prepared to, um, to trust in your ability to figure it out. And I think a lot of times we, you know, going through growing up and the things we're told is you need to go to school, sit down, stand up when the bell goes, when you get a good job after coming out of school, you know, you're not smart enough to do this with your money. You need to, to, ha to have somebody that will take it out of your check and when you get 65 years old, you'll have enough to retire 40%. So we don't trust our innate ability to figure things out. Like, you know, like we're not smart enough to figure it out. But you and I both know that, like, you know, it's your creativity and trying things, so many things that it's when you figure it out. It's not sitting in there like, I wonder if this ad would work. Yeah. Right? That's not how it works. You don't figure it out before you, you do it. You do something, you fail, you reiterate on that. You get feedback, you test, you use the data, and you just kind of keep going. Correct. Yes. It's it's interesting. Um, like you say that we, like success comes from the most activity, the biggest risk. Um, I tend to be the most creative when I put my back against the wall the most. Mm. You know, when I'm like just buried 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I made this crazy big decision or I want to accomplish this huge audacious thing. Then my back's against the wall. I have no place to go but forward. And I become the most creative and the most urgent when I put myself in those examples. Yeah, man. You know what's funny about that is because it's you're at the edge, right? There's nowhere else to go. You've yeah. already taken that step out. And now it's like, well, I'm already right here. I might as well jump. And but also it makes you the most present where when you got mm -hmm. all the chips on the line, you're the most present. And it's like, I have to figure this out. It has to work or it has to work. There yeah. is no plan B. Right. And you rise right. to the occasion. You put yourself in a in a position. Yeah. To be at your highest self and you believe right. in your ability to figure it out. And then you're like, dude, this, we'll be fine. Yeah. Everybody else is like, bro, you just spend a million bucks on this. And that. It's like, no, we'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Here, so, so as an example, what, what, what sport are you? The, I'll, we'll give a visual. What sport are you the most successful? Basketball. basketball? Yeah. Okay. You, you would get destroyed, but let's just say basketball. Okay. <laughs> How much would, would you put $100 on the line against me in basketball? Oh, of course. Would you put 1000 Yes. Would you put 10000 I would put up whatever you wanted to go. You would put a million bucks? Yes. Would you put up $10 million? I would put up whatever... <laughs> Whatever, whatever. Okay, what about let's use a different sport thing because this isn't working, right? But you get the idea. Like if golf? it was like golf, golf. So let's just say we, we have we're gonna draw out of all the mastermind that you have, we're gonna draw a hat, a name out of the hat, and you have to play them for a hundred dollars in golf. You'd probably do. You'd probably pay it. You'd you'd pay. You'd play that bet, right? It's hundred bucks, right? Hundred bucks, yes. What if it was ten grand? No, nope. draw a name out of that. Not a chance. Okay, have you so, see? Did you see me at Top Golf? Yeah, I did. <laughs> What's funny is. You, there, there comes a point, which which you just said, where like, but if he had to play and it was a thousand bucks or ten grand, like he would become the most present and try to be just better at golf during that round, you know. And so it is funny when you say that, like, when I amplify something, it does force me to like really get locked in and like figure it out. Yeah, man. Circumstances allow you to arise to the occasion where you're no longer relying on. Um, your thought process and yeah. the, the cool thing is is like most people don't <laughs> do the activity long long enough to get good at a thing right that's also mastery true. right so we we we, we uh most agents <laughs> they think that they have 20 years of experience but they actually just have one year of experience repeated over 20 years yeah right so that's the first thing and then, then the next thing is they've only mastered one skill and so when the competition or you get to that point where you're like, oh, OK, backs against the wall. Well, now you're not thinking. And that's where the mastery comes in. All the things you've learned, all the things you've tried before, you're not thinking. You're just doing. You don't have time to think. Right. End of the game. Two minutes, two seconds to go. Right. Down by one. Kobe gets the ball. He's not thinking about like dribble, elbow in. He's like, give me the ball. I'm going to get to my spot. So if I can get a good look at the rim, it's going in. He's yeah. not thinking. And that's mastery. But that's because he's practiced that shot a thousand times a day. Correct. And most people don't really understand that part. Mastery is to effortlessly execute without the use of conscious resources. Mm. And most people aren't willing to put in that many hours of practice and all of these things. Like, how much yeah. content do you shoot? Right. How many videos do you do you do you post? How many uh, events do you do? How many things do you go to? You go to a lot of stuff. Right. And okay. so, you know, over time, you're like you're, you're able to trust your own innate ability. And out of your creativity is where the resources are going to come from. Yeah.
It's good, dude. It's strong, man. Um, well, dude, if, if people are like, you know what? I like this Arturo cat. I want to learn more from him. How should they do that? Well, um, I would say, man, um, we, there'll be a free link in the in the description of this video where okay. people can go and um, it's Life Insurance Agent University. And there's a link where you could go and actually, um, you know, it's a free course. There's about 30 hours of content in there. And, and the reason why I made this is because a lot of people, um, you know, talk the talk and don't really walk the walk online and everybody's got a course and everybody's got a training. But I wanted to be able to give people that don't know me when they first uh, interact with me some value. And so there's 30 hours of content in Life Insurance Agent University. Um, and you can go through that. And then from there, there's an opportunity for if anybody's interested, like, man, I like him. Right. You can click and follow me at Arturo Johnson Consulting um, on Instagram and, or you can book a call with our team. But, you know, I just wanted to kind of leave with some value for some free stuff. That way people can really get a sense of dude, if Arturo is the real deal. I love it, dude. He is the real deal. You do an amazing job. You always bring value and you have a huge heart. You care about people. You're you're really good with relationships too, you know. Dude, that's that's tough, man. Like when you're busy to still stop and pay attention to people. Like I love that you do that. So thanks for being that way. For sure, man. Well, it's it's definitely been a, a great relationship with you, and um, all the doors is opened up. We're just connecting with folks that you know, being on a platform like this, I'm able to to get on their radar to have right. that communication. And a lot of people don't really invest in their relationships anymore. They kind of miss that piece. But that's the thing that's going to get you through the door that your, your reputation won't get you is, is, you know, what other people think about you. And people uh, don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Mm, so true. Dude, Arturo Johnson, thank you for being back on the Power Player Podcast. For sure. Take care. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening to Power Player Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. Adios. Adios.